Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Midweek War. I know I said there will be happy cursing this week, but we're still reviewing Impact, so there will be a lot of angry cursing as well. I am Mad Mike. I am happy that the pens survived surpass the lightning and with me as always is the man who could not care about sports puck at all the voice of inspire pro wrestling Eamon Payton how are you sir uh what you say is true but I would watch a million pence games as opposed to this week of impact <laughs> very true oh man and by the way um I'm not gonna say they entirely ripped off our our show name but they're pretty close. May Mayhem? Come on. I mean, come on. All right. Anyway, um, Eamon, what's your word for impact this week? Uh, sad. It makes me sad. So sad. I'm sad. Everything's sad. Oh, wow. Um, my sad, children. My, my word for this week is Cruella. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Matt Let's Hardy. be real, though. I mean, Matt Hardy. Not wrong. Uh, I spent the the first ten minutes of Impact la- last night when I was live tweeting, just trying to find gifts of things I could compare Matt Hardy to. Uh, <laughs> I had Cruella Deville. I had a troll doll. There were there was a bunch of stuff. If you want to see the whole list, go to at Mayhem Show. Hit the hashtag MM hashtag Impact Wrestling. Uh, impact on pop, excuse me. All right. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah, seriously. They change networks more frequently than, I don't know, something that changes very infrequently. Anyway, uh, Eamon. Quality of this show. Yeah, sure. Well, no, that, that's pretty consistent. Uh, <laughs> Eamon, what is your good this week? Because there has to be a good. The closest I can think of, I'm not going to take what I think is your good. Um, uh, I'll give my good to Rockstar Spud. And, you know, Rockstar Spud and Tyrus. Solely because I thought, like, the promo that they had with Matt, their section of the promo, let me emphasize that, with Matt Hardy was pretty good. I, I, I think it at least comes from a place of, like, like Rockstar Spud has a, a, like a, a slightly complex character in a sense, where it's like he kind of comes from a place of, like, of reasoning, you know? He's part underdog, part coke addict. You're right. Yeah. But besides that part, um, uh, no, I, I, I didn't mind his section of the promo. I thought it was decent. Yeah, I mean, I still don't exactly get what Spud and Tyrus getting out of be aligned, being aligned with Matt Hardy. I, I don't Yeah, understand. it made me, once, his, once the stipulation was announced, I was like, oh, I hope... I, I don't mind it either way because I don't want to see that Jeff Hardy Matt Hardy match, and I don't want to see Tyrus and Rockstar spell with Matt Hardy. So cool. Either way, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Matt ever got them a tag title shot or anything like that. Or 
I mean, if that was the case, you know, okay, you can make an argument for that. But, um, by the way, before before we get to my good, the backstage segment that Spud and Tyrus had with Rebby, um, did you see Maxwell trying to give his mom a wardrobe malfunction the entire time? Basically, it was because that's the only thing I saw. I think honestly, Maxwell stole the show this week. Oh my god, when she held him up like fucking Simba, and he just cried. I'm like, that's how I feel, man. I okay, I, and, I've, and I've danced around it before, but this is the point where I'm like, really, you should not be bringing your child into this. <laughs> real life child is getting scared by his own fucking father, like of uh, whatever the fuck he's doing. Hashtag like, prop baby. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, if we're gonna, if, if I'm wrong, <laughs> and, and that's a real Matt Hardy baby, then like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's awful. But yeah, he's traumatizing his child. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's the worst. I, I hate it so much, but whatever. There is no Matt Hardy, only Zool. Um, <laughs> all right, my good this week, legitimate good, has to go the bromance. Yeah. The bromance. I, 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 was that what you thought I was going to say? Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking you were going to say. Yeah, I loved it. Like, um, the, I, like the little, I like the first part. I like the little backstage stuff they did where like they were be- between the screen and not noticing each other. Like I yeah. thought that, was that that was great. Classic, classic com- comedic misdirection. I like the part in Jim too with uh, Raquel, who we've essentially rebooted because I'm guessing Lashley's wife got angry. I'm just gonna read one of my notes uh, to preface this. Remember when Raquel wanted to fuck Bobby Lashley? <laughs> well, that's why she's in the gym. She's waiting for him. She literally just. <laughs> Two weeks threatened to fuck Bobby Lashley, and then now she's just doing this. This that's her TNA run. I'm still okay with it. Because <laughs> no, no, Robbie and Jesse made it work. No, I agree. Robbie and Jesse made that shit work. It just feels it it just comes off as like, oh, this is a stark reboot, and we're just gonna forget that you know she was ever, you know, yeah. doing that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean they they kinda mentioned it. She's cause she said, like, oh yeah, I've been around. Jesse's like, Yeah, I remember. <laughs> But you just. But the only thing, it's a slight bad in this. I don't know how any of these comedic things help the bromance prepare for decay. Yeah, because they're spitting are the, blood on each other. There are those. Those are the only two tag teams. Yes, correct. Unless you count. Uh, Greg oh, Ray don't. Let's not even go into that. No, Gregory Helms' beard bros. Oh, I thought you were going to say Al Snow's new friends. Oh, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> wow. So, Eamon, maybe speaking of that, what's your bad this week? Uh, actually, do you want to do my bad, your bad first? Because my bad is just going to be running through my list of notes. Oh, all right, all right. Um, and I don't want to take anything. Yeah, my bad this week. I, oh, Matt Hardy, just... No, actually, no. Fuck it. We've we've talked enough about Matt Hardy. Mike Bennett. That's kind of been our consistent bad each week. Yeah, like. and it's because he's so much all over the show. Like between him and Maria, I actually didn't mind Maria this week. I thought Maria was really good. Um, I especially love um, Cherry Bomb's character. Mm. She's my favorite part of that segment, just because you can tell she's like. Her facial really, yeah. Her facial are amazing. Like the just the reaction, to everything. You can tell she's probably 
the most accomplished wrestler out of those three, but she's playing the least, which is fun. Hmm. But um, Mike Bennett, what's your plan, bro? Like, I... But my thing was, like, I get it. Like, but I was also just like, who cares? Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? If that was your plan, just tell Matt to get himself DQ'd. I guess. I mean... I, uh, well, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if there's any communicating with Matt Hardy, because for fuck's and, sake. And besides, EC3... Uh, He's going to get the match against Bennett. He's going to get it anyways. Spoiler alert, it's going to happen regardless. So why even? Why not give EC3 a good series of wins? Because I don't, like, I still don't this understand. Because this just reads as, oh, he can't beat Matt Hardy because of political shit. You know what I mean? That's what I got out of this. But I he's like, beating Matt Hardy. I was like, we have to put, it, I read as TNA being like, well, we have to have Matt Hardy be one of his stages. But we can't have him beat Matt Hardy because it's Matt Hardy. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? But I mean, then don't put him up against Matt Hardy. Yeah. See, see, what you really do if you're doing, like, the sins of EC3, the first match is a handicap match against Dewey and Norv. Then you have Tyrus. Then the finisher is Rockstar Spud. That would make much more sense. Because Rockstar Spud has had the most beef with EC3. Out of any of those people. Like, the Dewey and Norv stuff could be, like, a fun throwaway thing. Dewey and Norv could come out, like, as heels or whatever, and they could be really angry, and EC3 could still trounce them. Like, it'd be fun, but... uh, Like, throwing Matt Hardy into this just made absolutely no sense. Yeah. Alright, so, Eamon, let's let's get to your notes. Okay. Um, Start things off with that opening segment. Uh, I just wrote... Oh, okay, because here's the thing. Uh, I would encourage people to listen to last week's Lucha Underground uh, section of the movie board where we talk a lot about like Marty the Moth and how his character is sort of this character that a lot of people do in wrestling where it's like, I'm crazy, but he brings like some sort of nuance to it and it's more complex and it's really like, it's really like interesting and captivating. Matt Hardy's idea of being crazy and a loose cannon is putting on a fake British accent. And acting like he's on drugs. And putting the emphasis on the wrong syllables. <laughs> like, that's his idea of being crazy. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, he also happened to see X-Men recently, so he gave himself a white streak of hair. I watched that, and I'm just like, you don't understand how to be a character. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I, think Matt, I, I think Matt Hardy is showing his hand as far as what he's capable of in professional wrestling and what he's always been capable of. Like, you are, you, when you were in the Hardy Boys with Jeff Hardy in 2000 and taking your shirts off and being like these heartthrobs or whatever, you were doing great stuff. You can't be anything more than that. He no, that's not hand. true. That's not true. Mattitude. Okay. Mattitude that, was great. And I, was actually, I was actually starting to turn around on the big money Matt stuff. I was starting to a tiny bit, but now this is this is too much. Like, it, uh, but it's just like he's not he's not delivering the way he should be delivering, and it's just and he doesn't wrestle any differently. Like he's just and he just looks worse. Like it's uh, I hate it so much. He doesn't look threatening if that's what he's going for. He looks fat. Like I'm not going to be that guy, but like he looks like when he was wrestling EC3, I was like, 
you do not look like a wrestler. It like, looks like the love child of Corella Deville and Ludwig Bum- Ludwig van Beethoven. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's it's the worst. I just wrote Matt doing a fake British accent as the fucking pits. Um, but yeah, or like Doc Brown in his early twenties. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Um, uh, going to that knockouts like talking segment, I just noted. Uh, my favorite part was the dueling "We want velvet, no, we don't" chance, <laughs> which I found amazing. Um, uh, I know Josh Matthews was so unbelievably annoying in the Snow Grado match. Uh, I mean, you could that part where he just starts yelling, "Who cares what Al Snow thinks? Who cares?" Grado's oh, by having the way, fun. He trends on Twitter. That's all you need to be a successful wrestler. That's basically what he says. Did Did you hear them drop the words "new era"? They did. It's don't on the nose. Don't um, don't do that. Don't. But do he that. was so unbelievably annoying in this match. Um, uh, Josh Matthews. They do a spot where in the backstage promo, uh, uh, Grado was eating turkey leg. Oh, no, no, Mom, Shearer was eating turkey leg. And well, um, it, it was Grado's turkey leg that he pulled out of a singlet. Okay. Yeah. 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 I try to block that thing from my memory. Um, but uh, he tries to use it as a weapon on Al Snow, and Josh Matthews calls it a chicken wing. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out it was not the same turkey leg uh, because in the backstage segment right before the match, he had already eaten. Shira started eating Grado's lunch, which dick move. Dick move, Shira. I mean, Grant, he's, well, he's, he's from foreign. India. He doesn't know any better. I was going to say, he's from India. He's probably not used to three squares a day. That's fine. Oh, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I want a little Pope on you there, Daddy. God, don't ever go Pope on me. I will never do that again. Um, I noted uh, this show is edited so poorly. Apparently, they were able to set up the Ultimate X structure in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then take it down and hang the the contract. Yeah, because what was the match? I think it was Stone Grado that was before that. Like, literally, like, the match ends. They do a quick, like, 15-second, like, promo video for the Ultimate X, and then we cut back to the arena and the structure is set up. Mm-hmm. And they're acting like this is a show that's happening. And I only say that because they're acting like this is a show that's happening, you know, like it's a progressive show that's happening within the time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not like they have the Ultimate X structure hanging above the ring. They just lower it down like the cage on Raw. Which right. can't be set up in 15 They have to take out all the stuff, set it up, and, and but apparently it took 30 seconds. Um, or, you know, have a really good story for the X Division so that the package lasts long enough for you to set up the structure. Yeah, pretty or, much. You know, use a commercial break. Or give a promo pa- Yeah, or use a, a commercial. Because they just showed Eddie Edwards' entrance showing the structure, and then they cut to commercial. You know what I mean? I don't know. Give us um, some suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I'm only saying this because we're supposed to believe this is happening in that a lot of time. Um, I just wrote Velvet's Goodbye promo. Dot dot dot. <laughs> I just want to thank the uh, the crew and, and the staff and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank everyone. TNA. Uh, that was that was her tone. Yeah, she also signed W. W. <laughs> I wish she did. <laughs> I wish she did. See you never moment. Um, uh, I just noted from that backstage Spud, uh, Tyrus, Rebby thing. What the fuck has happened to Rebby's face? Um, well, you see, Eamon, 
when now I'm not sure how familiar you are, you are with silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to say. That's the joke. Her lips look terrifying. That's all I'm going to say. That's that's the joke. They're awful. Um, I noted. I think we. I think I've seen Oksana form more competent sentences than Raquel. I'm here to help. Okay. Okay. Go get the tag team titles. Like that was her cadence. I you know she said title. Title. She She said title. They only want one of them. Giving her too much credit. They only want one of them. Um, yeah, I'm she's the tag. Like, she's from like Brazil or something. It's not like she's like you know, I don't know. Um, oh, and my favorite part of the evening because this got me infuriated for some reason. Okay. Um, so we have the main event. It's a handicap ladder match. Jeff Hardy comes out for his entrance and starts high fiving people that are in the <laughs> crowd, and then for no reason, he just you just see him passing out flyers. To fans, like he has like a little like um, whatever. I didn't see that part. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were talking he, about something he, completely different. He starts passing them out. Now they're clearly like 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 card stock like flyers or something, and like he starts passing them out to people, and then that's when he gets attacked and they go into the match. And I just wrote, was he seriously flying for Omega during his entrance? <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to talk about Jeff Hardy's entrance. I'm going to talk about something even funnier. Watch Jeff Hardy's... I, I never I never tell people to watch any part of Impact again. Except when it's really, really funny. When Jeff Hardy comes out, his hands are dipped in paint. And he like gives himself a little schmear. That's fine. Jeff's an artist. You do you. It looks like horrible... But you do you, bro. However, his hands are still covered in paint. That's my favorite thing, yeah. So, when he goes and shakes the hands of just casual theme park goers, you can see they are all drenched with paint. The best, like, Especially when Jeff were, goes like, for a like, hug. Hey, Jeff, how you shook my hand? What the fuck? <laughs> and he goes for hugs on some of them and leaves handprints on their backs. Like, these motherfuckers gotta ride Jaws later. You can't be doing that to them. That's not cool. Imagine if they went on the Dudley Do-Right log flume after this. That paint will not wash off. Jeff has ruined their clothing. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, like, seriously, this is the company that, like, many people argue, I wouldn't consider them anymore, but many people argue is the number two. And They're not even number three. But people still argue that. That's great. People still argue the Earth is flat. That doesn't mean they're fucking right. Right. <laughs> but if that's the case, we Jeff Hardy passing out flyers during his entrance. Like, that is Virgil levels of shit. <laughs> no, no, no. There were people actually excited to see Jeff. <laughs> but, like, if Virgil came out and was like, hey, I'll sell you this autograph for $20 during his fucking entrance. Like, that's the like, Actually, like, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a heel character do that. Like, you know who'd be perfect to do that? Eli Drake. Eli Drake is not perfect to do anything. No, but could you imagine if he went up to fans and they were like, oh, I'll sign my autograph. He's like, yeah, sure. 20 bucks. 
like during his entrance. That's that, fine. But- that would be such a great dick move. But like, wh- what are you doing, Jeff? Like, who told who told Jeff that's an okay thing to do? No on one te- tells on a Jeff television anything. product. No one tells Jeff anything, and he probably, in Jeff's defense, he knows that show is so heavily chopped up and cut. He might have thought that wouldn't have made air, but he gets attacked right after. Yeah, but he might have thought they they would go to like Spud and Tyrus coming down. Maybe I don't. Know. I, don't know. I mean, I, that that's just in Jeff's defense because he knows how that show is edited. I, I think I don't know. I think they're so lax on that show now, and it's 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 the Hardy Boys are allow, are clearly allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Clearly, like, Jeff's able able to pass out flyers. Matt's able to do whatever the fuck he's doing now. Like, yeah. alrighty. Okay. Um. Okay, so Eamon, what would be one thing you would change about Impact? Um, my change comes in the knockouts division. Uh, <laughs> Would you have had Sienna one too? Well, that. Um, <laughs> see you, Gail. Bye, um, Gail. <laughs> uh, but I also just noted um, dot dot dot. You know, Jade is knockouts champion, right? Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? We literally haven't seen her for like I want to say three weeks. Um, pop quiz: Who are the tag champs? Oh, how many people did we not see on this show? A lot. We didn't see the K at all. Nope. Like, not even a promo or any, like, mention of them. We didn't see uh, Jade at all, who's a fucking champion. We didn't see Bram and Eli Drake do any of their shit at all. Well, they were just on last week. But they were just on last week. I'm okay. I'm okay. That many they people, yeah, that they- many important people are not on this show? Yeah, but I'm okay. With, I'm okay with Bram and Eli not being on, but Jade and Decay, they should have been on in some form or fashion this week. Like, and the matches weren't even that long. Nope. Shortest Ultimate X match I've ever seen. Jesus Christ! Like, what was it? Ten minutes? Match, pretty like like maybe a seven minute ladder match? Uh huh. Like, like ridiculous. And this the is fact, not the way I do television. And the fact that this is how you. That's the amount, That's how you use your time. Like the fact that those amount of people aren't on the show at all is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my change is going to going to have to do with the world title. Now, um, Dixie Carter came out, and she said that in order to get Lashley and Drew to stop fighting all over the place. She needs to do some special stipulation for their match at Slammiversary. <laughs> Which is Dixie Carter's plan for everything. Now, first of all, I'm glad she didn't add a special referee. Then again, <laughs> there's still time. There's still, like, a couple weeks. There's still time. But um, if you are worried about two guys constantly fighting everywhere, Natural wrestling thought would go to maybe some kind of enclosure. Or... Like, maybe something that Bobby Lashley is used to. Either an enclosure, or do the opposite way and do, like, a false count anywhere. Yes. Okay, okay, fair. You can also steer into the skits like, Hey, you want to fight everywhere? Fine. Fucking fight everywhere. But, um... 
Dixie decides to go a different way. She decides to make their match a knockout or tap out match. Which, what? The, the knockout and the knockout specialists, Lashley and Drew Galloway. The submission experts, Lashley and Drew Galloway. Does Lashley have a submission move, Eamon? This Ga- well, Galloway has one. Galloway has one. Like, I'll give him that. He made Kurt Angle tap out with it, so he has some. But he doesn't even have a knockout move. Lashley well, no, doesn't punch. Yeah, like um, uh, they better not be counting that Claymore kick as a knockout move. I, no, I can see that. Like, I, I, it's but still what a, constitutes it's still, a knockout? It's like, still a shot. Like, what's gonna what? what is the spear gonna knock him out? <laughs> not Lashley's spear. <laughs> like, Lashley flip over and land on his butt spear. That that's not gonna knock anybody out. Like, it didn't even knock out the fucking ref he hit it with. It's the equivalent of them being like, I'm trying to think, like. It's some equivalent of them be, like building a feud, like like same thing had the the Charlotte and Natalia feud, and that built it around the fact that those two women have submissions, and they're like, guys, we gotta settle this. We gotta figure out a way to you know end this whole issues between you once and for all. You two are gonna wrestle in a like something on a pole match. Yeah, that will settle it. Like that's the equivalent almost. Mm-hmm. Like. Something that has like a Ric Flair on a pole match, a Ric Flair, Ric Flair in a shark cage match. But yeah, Ric Flair's gonna be suspended from a shark cage. Like <laughs> it, like or if they did like a like, I don't know if I can know. Like it's it's the worst. Like they don't. It's it's my problem with TNA is that TNA is known for stipulation matches because they think stipulation matches are like I can't name me a super amazing. TNA match in the, since like 2007 or 2008 that wasn't a stipulation match. I, Eamon, I have one for you. Jeff Hardy versus Sting. Fuck off. <laughs> that was amazing. But that's my point. Like, everything that has been like, is, that's considered like a good match in TNA is some kind of hardcore match, some kind of stipulation match, mm-hmm. some kind of something. There's never an amazing, like, just. Like the last it's just a straight one on one match, like one on one regular wrestling match. The only one I could think of was like the first Kurt Angle Samoa Joe match. Actually, um, didn't Rude and Aries have a really good series like that? Maybe the one where Aries won the title. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, fine. But like, that's not the matches people like. Like their like, their mentality is: we need to make anything that is going to be big a big stipulation match. That's their go to. And that's so frustrating because stipulations should go with stories. They shouldn't just be done to do that. Yeah, I mean, they they want so desperately to be like WWE that they don't analyze WWE's biggest matches. Like, Hogan-Andre, regular match. Like, Roxena, regular match. Even nowadays, like, I know we have pay-per-views. Other than on pay-per-views where their gimmick, like Extreme Rules or Money in the Bank or whatever, like... They're, the big matches are singles matches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're just one-on-one matches, or in case, like maybe you know if there's another person involved or whatever. But like you don't get that anymore in TNA, and it's uh, it's infuriating to me because it's their like it's 
overuse of the stipulation to a degree where it's using it as a crutch. You know what I mean? Oh, at this point, it's using it as a fucking wheelchair. Like Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, it's a fucking Full Metal Mayhem match. Mayhem. 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 Um, which I, I, I got really pissed by that, by the way, because the whole feud to, that we got to the fucking uh, Last Man Standing. No, no, not even Last Man Standing. I Quit match. See, I'm confusing them. Like, mm-hmm. the, the because they that, didn't wrestle it like an I Quit match. Right. They wrestled it like a Last Man Standing match. And the story was that Jeff wanted Full Metal Mayhem and, and Matt wanted I Quit, even though they're kind of basically the same match. And now they're just going to do Full Metal Mayhem again. Yep, which is basically... It's going to have a similar spot. I bet you EC3 and Mike Bennett's going to have a stipulation, too. I would bet money on that. Um, Actually, you know, I think that one probably won't. I'm, I, I'm, granted, I don't think it'll be one of those matches that you can remember because Mike Bennett... Mm, mm. But... But, yeah, I don't think that one's going to have a stipulation attached to it. I don't know. Unless I it's, have, like, number one contender. But even that's not a stipulation. But that's not a stipulation. No, I don't count that as a stipulation. But I honestly, I would believe that they're like, we got to spice this up. Let's make it a last man standing. Uh, Maria in a shark cage. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's infuriating. It totally goes off my point that I was trying to make. I'm sorry. I, my point it's was fine. why, my point was why Jade was on, wasn't on the show. We got... This. Like, it's fine. We get angry about TNA. Did I even say a change? I don't remember. Thank you. Okay, uh, my change. Uh, if you want to debut people, you can. If you want to take two guys from NXT, you can do that. However, when you are doing that, you should have names for them. You should have names that I love that, you would be able to announce. I love that Josh Matthews and Pope's analysis was their jackets say France. Yep. That's all they know about That's that. like it's it's easy enough to say, oh, those are wrestlers from Alcio School. Like and if this was the case, if this is why you were doing all this, why didn't you have them in the background of that Al Snow School segment? It's another thing I also really hate is that, like, like for with with Cherry Bomb, I get it because she's playing a different character. Yes, as, you know, she's doing the alley thing. But they announced that all these people had gotten signed to contracts on their website and on their social media, and now they're just like, we don't know who these people are. Oh, did you know Bram got signed to a contract? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. But you know what I mean? Like they announced that, like they put all over social media that they signed these two guys and they signed Pepper Parks and all these people, and they're like, "We well, don't know who this guy is." Like, just make up a fucking name. That's what you're gonna do anyway. Hell, have them be Sly and Leopold. That's all you gotta do. I can't. No, seriously, I came up with that in two seconds. But uh, even if you don't have names, for to not even say you know who they are, uh huh, like. Like, oh, these guys are from another part of Florida. That's all you have to do. Like, well, not, but that's the thing. You, not even for the fact that you mentioned the fact that they were in NXT. You pay attention to your own product. Pay attention to your social media. You announced that these guys were signed. But did you see their real names, Eamon? But to, you can't announce those real names. You need fake names. But still, like, <laughs> it's. To act like they're just some people that came in out of nowhere is so infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the thing. I don't like how NXT does the whole, like, um, like when they announce... Like the biggest show. free agent signing. Right. But at least they're recognizing the fact that these are people who they have been scouting and have signing and there's a system. You know what I mean? Like, I, I appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah, and I'm sure they're going to do plenty of that in the Cruiserweight Open. Yeah, totally. If they're just like, we don't know who this person is. Like... Zack Saber Jr. We haven't been promoting him on our fucking social media for fucking three months. <laughs> we definitely don't have a match of him on our YouTube. No, not at all. Oh, no, of course not. Like that's the equivalent. I mean, uh, TNA is just—they're just awful with stuff. Um, all right, was there anything we missed on TNA this week? Fuck, um, I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk about the X, the Ultimate X match at all. What was there to talk about? Um, DJ Zima is awesome. I mean, it's good, but I again, like, I don't know. It, it's it was. I also found it really weird. Like the commentary was selling DJ Z pretty well, like him. But the big thing was with like the finish came with Eddie, which I didn't understand. Yeah, and the like, it seemed like they were choosing Trevor and Eddie more than they were choosing DJ Z being in the picture. Which is a shame because Zima's the most criminally underused guy in Impact. He I just, just I don't know. I, there's not a thing I care about about the X Division guys. Like it's well, d- because we literally saw the whole division. Yeah, that's it. It's what those four guys. Um, they hadn't re-signed him when these tapings took place. Uh. Oh, one thing I am happy about though. I saw they're plugging when the next set of impact tapings are. The good thing is they start on June, on June 12th. So they actually were like, we're going to do this like a, like a sane, uh, like a sane person would do. Yes. Yeah. Because thank God. I think even they realized that they fucked up royally the last time they did that. But because it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Like, it's not like they were doing it because of any, like, outside reason. They were just doing it because they were like, we might as well get these out of the way. Yeah. But I, I'm just glad that the stuff, the impacts that follow after Slammiversary will actually have impact from Slammiversary. But, yeah. Good, okay. for you. Good for you for acting like an actual promotion. But yes. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a low bar to hurdle. Low <laughs> bar. Low bars. Um, Eamon, where did you rank... Impact this week. Uh, spoiler alert, it's number three. It would be number four if I knew if Ring of Honor even had like, a show this week. I don't even fucking know what they do. Um, yeah, Ring of Honor, you need to get your shit together with your website. We can't watch it otherwise. They're a week behind on their stuff, which pisses me off. Um, yeah, and we're not reviewing a week-old show. We do enough of that on Impact. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give it number three. Uh... I did like the bromance stuff, so I mean, you know, there's some light there. EC3's promo, as always, is great, um, but ju- they they just gotta try harder. They just have to try harder. But even then, I didn't really like EC3's promo. I didn't. I didn't like that it was just like, oh, I'll get the match anyways. Yeah, I guess I, I EC3 sold it to me like, like. Bennett's trying to play his game, and no one can play his game better than him. I guess. I, I like that. It's it's only because EC3 could pull that off. 
personally. I, I'm a mark for him. So, all right. Uh, so, Eamon, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon too. Please also check out the wrestling promotion I'm involved with, which is Inspire Pro Wrestling, over at InspireProWrestling.com. Excellent. You can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, come join us on our Facebook page. If you like Impact, please, God, tell us why. And then check yourself into therapy. Uh, but uh, we, we might be having some upcoming fun stuff in the next couple weeks. And uh, stay tuned to that. Also, stay tuned to the Mayhem Show on Tuesday nights, round about 8 p.m. on live.sorgatronmedia.com. Alrighty, so for Amy Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid-Week War! Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.